Hello everyone, this is Holly Gilbert Stowell, your host of Security Management Highlights. This month, we have a bonus edition of the podcast from the ASIS International Security Applied Sciences Council. Steve Serfaro, who is chairman of that council, speaks to Don Zufel with SDI Services and the University of Chicago Threat and Response Program about emerging security trends and technologies in airports. Thanks as always for tuning in and we hope you enjoy this special episode. Hello everybody, my name is Steve Safaro and I'm here with Don Zufel and uh, we are talking about 10 minutes in safety and security, a smart brief. And our first topic is, right Don, it's actually going to be uh, airport 2020, which basically means, hey, what's going to happen through 2020 with airports? You know, you, what's your, Don, in your background, you've got a, a tremendous uh, background besides being involved with a number of different uh, vendors and the University of Chicago. You're an accredited professor, but, uh, but you've done a number of airports, right? LAX? Yeah, Steve. Thanks. It's great to be here and, 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 and great to be talking with you about this because I think there's a lot of exciting things that are going to be happening uh, in airports over the next few years with, uh, with technology uh, as, we, uh, as we move to adapt to, to, to software systems and as we move to implement software systems. And you helped manage O'Hare and Midway, right? I was, yeah, I was the security director at O'Hare and Midway um, from in, uh, in, the, uh, in the early 2000s, so in, immediately kind of after, after nine of the events of 9-11. Um, worked with them to, to put in a lot of the technology around, um, uh, around screening for, for baggage and screening for passengers. Um, uh, worked on the airport side uh, with the TSA to get those processes in place. Uh, and the equipment in place at uh, at both O'Hare and uh, Midway International Airports. Yes, you're one of the uh, few people that understands airport operations, right? They have that magic number that talks about uh, the ability for the airport to bring in aircraft and get them out, right? Well, at the end of the day, the, the game is all uh, is all about throughput. Throughput in terms of in terms of aircraft coming in and out, uh, and throughput in terms of passengers. Uh, and, and, and baggage and, and cargo uh, coming into the facility and being loaded on those aircraft so that they can move in and move out of the airport. Well, it's not just about throughput. It's about compliance, too, right? Well, well certainly... I mean, I hear about it all the time from the uh, flight attendants, you know? They blame the FAA for virtually everything. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> between the FAA, but, my, but now certainly with the, the, event of the, uh, the events of 9-11, uh, with the TSA, uh, compliance uh, becomes more and more important. Uh, uh, there are, you know, every airport will have an airport security program, uh, and that program uh, is a, fed a federally regulated program. So, um, so being able to achieve compliance and also to be able to demonstrate achieving compliance is a critical function that airports need to to perform. Every airport has an access control system. Um, yes, airports have access control systems. It's, well, that's not federally regulated, mo uh, not fe pretty, federally mandated. Pretty true, right? Yeah, well, oh, they, they certainly do. And most, um, you know, most all are automated systems. Uh, you know, the, 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 the requirements, the, if you're a commercially operated airport, uh, the requirements are set out by fe federal regulation in, uh, in, in CFR Part uh, 1542. 
um, and that tells you as an airport what uh, what you need to do to to uh, to, to maintain access control. Um, most most of the large uh, most every airport I, I think and the commercial airport um, has an automated access control system, and uh, the real issues or the real keys there are to how do you manage that access control system along with the, with the personnel that you have coming in and out. Um, a lot of new exciting developments in, in the software field um, that allow you uh, to, to use that access control system as a measure of enforcement of compliance. Um, I think there's another a couple of companies uh, that actually uh, do that. I know that there's uh, company called Right Crowd uh, that uh, helps manage it. I think they work on a Microsoft platform. Uh, a number of others uh, do some uh, converged uh, access control and behavioral um, linking both cyber and physical security, right? Uh, yes. Uh, the Right Crowd is a, is, a, is a good example of the platforms. There are other ones out there. Um, but what the what what those they call, they're really called identity management uh, platforms. What those identity management platforms allow you to do is to take information about the individual, establish an identity for that individual, then of course relate that to uh, some sort of an access medium. In most places it's a badge, an airport badge. Um, that badge may be linked to biometrics in some cases, in some cases not linked to biometrics. Oh, um, talking you, about biometrics, right? Mm-hmm. So what you about get, that iPhone X commercial with the face? <laughs> well. Uh, biometrics is certainly a, 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 an issue that's coming. Uh, uh, biometrics outside of the uh, outside of the identity management um, space, in terms of employees or or visitors or uh, uh, concessionaires or people that are working at the airport, um, identity. Uh, so, bi biometrics can be important to those kind of identity management programs related to access control. But in the airport space, um, the biometrics promises a whole. A range of opportunities that uh, that are not actually related to well have some relation to security, but have relations uh, to the larger uh, issue of facilitation of travel and processing passengers. So you see programs like the um, uh, the program uh, using facial recognition software that's being tested now by the Customs and Border Protection and by I think uh, I want to say it's Delta Airlines. And I think it's out of Atlanta, where they're actually looking at uh, utilizing uh, the face as the token for travel. In other wow. words, you know, no longer the ticket, no longer your um, your cell phone with a copy of your boarding pass on it. Your face becomes the boarding pass. So once you're registered into the system, uh, then you go to the uh, present yourself at the gate to check in on your flight, and then you go walk over to another counter, uh, or maybe at the same counter. Uh, where you do your uh, your baggage drop and you check your baggage in using your face as the token, and then go through security and use your face as the as the token instead of the boarding pass, and then ultimately go to an automated gate uh, at the end of the uh, before you board the plane and use your face as the as the uh, as the token to permit you to uh, get on the um, on the aircraft. That's two-factor authentication on steroids, huh? Well, that's so, it's yeah. it's literally, right? It's something it's something that you have mm -hmm. and something that you own, right? So, <laughs> which is both. So, uh, you know, the the so the revolution of uh, of technology um, uh, in in the in the airport space really is is amazing. Um, 
and uh, and coming, I think, much faster than 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 people really understand or expect. Um, and it, it's 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 disruptive because it's changing. It will change the you know, and, and airports are looking to do this to change the complete lobby experience uh, for passengers and how they get in and how they access uh, aircraft. All these processes that we had before, we used to stand in line to get your tickets, stand in line to check your baggage. Um, all those things are being uh, uh, automated and, and uh, again, um, expedited to, 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 to make it easier for you uh, from the time you travel from your, uh, from your home to the time you get on your aircraft to, to, to ease your journey. Don, we have to change that. In light of Brussels, what happened in Brussels, right, those, uh, the two uh, bombers actually had dead man switches, two explosives that were connected to explosives on those on those carts, right. literally on luggage carts, proceeding right in plain sight in the airport lobby. Well, you know, again, so changing that, you know, it has both it has both positive changing how we process passengers uh, onto flights has both positive positive security uh, aspects, you know, reducing congestions in the terminals and getting people in and. and, and Getting through there kind of reduces it as a as a as an, well, it makes it a less attractive target. Doesn't eliminate it as a target. Do you think rideshare? Do you think uh, advancing rideshare is going to help uh, ease that threat? Well, rideshare presents a whole range of both challenges and opportunities. Uh, yeah. So what are those opportunities? Well, some of the certainly the the, the opportunities are to again to ease the passenger's journey. Um, to make it uh, to make it much easier for them to access uh, the airports, um, the 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 nature of, of the software process um, makes it much easier certainly to track the individuals. You can track them through to, through to a credit card, obviously where they where they paid for that uh, where they paid for the ride. Of course, the the rideshare services uh, jealously guard that information, and it raises a whole. Um, all sorts of aspects of privacy, but that's going to have to change. But but certainly, but certainly, um, the rideshare services uh, are offering a um, uh, they're offering a service that the, that the public wants, that the public is 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 utilizing, um, and is usual, utilizing significantly, uh, and that's changing how um, changing how airports look at the whole that whole piece of the transportation puzzle. Um, for example, uh, it looks at it, it has had an effect in, in many airports on parking. Uh, individuals now take the Uber to the to the airport rather than driving their car, or take the Uber home rather than driving their car. It has impacts on rental cars and rental car service. Um, those so the necessity of trust, the extension of identity trust. Right, we'll have to extend to rideshare. Well, yes, yes, but you know, and 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 again, uh, as as this service uh, this service has, has made significant um, um, significant changes to how airports are are looking at their revenues and their operations, uh, because as they ch as you know mentioned parking and, and, and rental cars, as those services decline, uh, so too does the revenue share that most airports derive from. From that, uh, from that, uh, from those services. Let's bring it back to using the access control as complaints. Do you think? Do you think uh, some of those solutions, like uh, like the Right Crowd or the Alert Enterprise, do you think they can work with 
uh, improving rideshare security? Uh, uh, can they? Um, Certainly, parking access control. Well, certainly parking, uh, certainly parking access control. They do, and in fact, in most, in many uh, places where where you're looking to to implement identity management, again, the, the focus of identity management is really much more for the for the uh, for the employees now, uh, rather than, than passengers or other people that are right. coming to the airport. Uh, it, could it could it be for for in, others individuals coming to the airport? It could, uh, but I think that there are such significant privacy concerns about that uh, that uh, I don't think that that's, that's on the near horizon. Again, I don't think that it's not a technology limitation. Uh, it's, a, it's a policy limitation. And, and oftentimes you find that the policy limitations are much more significant. Let's switch uh, gears to the inside of the airport. Okay. So uh, one of the things that everybody is dealing with every day at airports are what? long lines. Sure. How do we take care of that? I know uh, some of the airports are looking at uh, some of the technologies that can support uh, queue line management similar to what was used in retail. Are those going to be effective? Uh, well, queue line management is, is, is a continuing issue for, uh, for airports and is, as air traffic uh, picks up and increases and it has over, year over year for the past few years. Uh, those problems become more acute because the TSA uh, has a fixed number of personnel resources and there are only a fixed number of checkpoints and and uh, so you've got equipment limitations, you've got personnel limitations. Uh, TSA is also introducing some new technology at checkpoints. Some of it has helped to uh, to, to, to expedite the um, the the queuing, the queue process, or the, the 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 process of people moving through the um, the checkpoints, you know, par, you know, parallel divestment uh, machines where you know more than one person can be taking their stuff off and loading it into the bins, um, and then pushing it onto the conveyor to go through the the screening machines, uh, enhanced technology in the screening machines. But at the end of the day, um, there's still going to be lines. It's still going to take time to get through the uh, to the airport. So understanding. Understanding those lines, understanding what's causing them, and understanding and, and, and looking at it um, in a more predictive fashion, where you can you can anticipate um, that it, that the lines are going to, to 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 increase and get worse unless you provide more staffing or uh, take uh, take some other measures to try and address the uh, the queue problem is is something that. Has plagued airports for years, and um, but I think it's something that there are some technology solutions to help. Uh, yeah, they're to, gonna to they're gonna help in Asia. There's virtual line queuing, etc. So so just to wrap up, if you if you if money were no object to you, and you're the airport operations manager, you're uh, either incoming or you're the current airport operations manager, and somebody Santa Claus came in and gave you a present and said, "Here's one." program or technology that you're going to put in that's going to that's going to do the most good what would it be i think right now probably facial recognition and the, uh, a, a, a refined facial recognition program wonderful that's that's well said with well, lower error rates so we're uh, we're going to wrap this uh, this security smart brief up i am steve safaro i'm the chair of the 
uh, Security Industry Association Public Safety Working Group and ASIS Security Applied Sciences Council. Don is also in both of those. He is a wonderful professor with where? Uh, lecturer at the University of Chicago. Oh, you're a professor. <laughs> and also uh, works uh, with a number of different organizations like uh, SDI. I want to thank you for coming. Thank you so much. Great.